podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. Breaker Investing said that high-quality stocks are the best long-term hedge. Is this real? Amidst the volatility, I could say that the, the high-quality names have actually proved resilient. The names that have gone 90% up for the year, such as Starbucks, Shake Shack, um, Twilio was up approximately that much as well, Roku, advanced micro devices um, a slew of great reports uh, from Microsoft Facebook earnings generally no matter how bleak the world looks like they have generally remained resilient in fact Tyson Foods is now $91 still at all-time highs uh, Shake Shack at $99 Starbucks at $96 Delaria is ten dollars. Um, Facebook is hundred eighty dollars, off from its high of two hundred five because it's a large cap. But generally speaking, it's up about fifty percent from the December twenty eighteen lows. So I would say that overall, the U.S. markets, no matter how overbought it looks like, to me it is resilient and is proving that. The great quality names have been a strong hedge amidst the volatility. And these strong names have been varied, not just from technology names, but also from the fast food names. Uh, We've seen companies, all of them, from McDonald's to Yum Brands to Chipotle, they've all reported great quarters. Um, Walmart, Target, they've all done well. Uh, The expectations were all beat. In fact, about 78% of all the companies that reported earnings this quarter in the U.S. has managed to beat expectations. All the Chinese shopping firms that we like from Alibaba, JD, Pintuoto have reported great earnings results showing consumer spending uh, in China as well as in U.S. has remained strong uh, no matter how volatile the trade war has been escalating the past couple of weeks. It's very difficult to keep companies, even if you really like them, whenever the Dow Jones drops 800 points in a single day. But it would be better to stay put knowing that the names we hold have proven to be winners. And video game names have all recently actually remain still. Some of them have even remained strong, going higher. We see Akatsuki go 7,300 yen. Amidst yen, that's already appreciated from 112 to 105. That means you not only make gains about 10% from last we recommended entry of 6.7, now it's 7.3. You not only made a 10% gain on the stock, you would have also made money on the stock, on the currency appreciation given that Japanese yen 
has proven to be a strong hedge. Same thing with Sony, with Nintendo, with um, Bandai Namco, with uh, Square Enix. Generally, all the Japanese video game companies that we recommended, we liked, have proven to be strong. SoftBank is now 4.7 yen. If it does drop at the... Because it's it, it was up more than 70% for the year. So it's natural for it to get clobbered when it reached as high as 6,000 yen. It reached as high as about 5.7, 5.8 yen a couple of weeks ago. Now for um, SoftBank, um, we did recommend that anything above 5.5 is it's ripe for uh, profit-taking. And I would say that Pintuotuo here at $30, no matter how strong the earnings was, it would be recommended to trim half. Um, just as we never know, we don't know the future. We like the company. Uh, it really depends on your portfolio weighting. But if you want to reduce a 5% weight that's up about 50%, so that would be about 7.5%, you could reduce 2.5% on that um, portfolio weight. And that 2.5% that you would reduce is actually just your profits. Um, from a 22 cost or 20 cost, now it's $31, $30. You might as well take some profits off the table. Uh, great, um, great reports and great acquisitions don't necessarily um, go together. Uh, we see Hasbro going down as much as um, 8% from last traded close but it did recover um, after cooler heads prevailed that the Hasbro acquisition of Peppa Pig Maker E Entertainment 1 for $4 billion cash is earnings accretive so My Little Pony Mr. Potato Head Monopoly Nerf that's Hasbro Barbie that's Hasbro um, Barbie now Hasbro now owns um not just My Little Pony, but also Peppa Pig. Entertainment One also um, is the owner of rap artists like Tupac Shakur. So I know it's a weird mix, but Hasbro now owns some rap artists because they wanted to own Peppa Pig, uh, which is the cartoon Peppa Pig for their toys. Uh, another news that's probably of interest is the fact that um, companies such as Slack Technologies got upgraded. Uh, we like Slack amongst all the IPOs that have recently, well, this was directly listed. Uh, this was an IPO at $26. It was quite expensive, but it is very hard to buy great companies at a discount. So, in fact, even if we want to buy Starbucks at $80, maybe fat chance, maybe we can only enter 88 or 90 and that's the best that we could enter it. Um, because it's highly likely that those who got in at cheaper costs would have just kept their shares. I would say the same for Hasbro too, and in fact, this acquisition of Peppa Pig is a great entry point for those who don't have Hasbro enter it now at $105, $103 um, while you can, same for NVIDIA, while you can having um, having a great um, company for NVIDIA, the, re the reasons are pretty simple. Um, you've got two quarters of strong growth showing that the game processors are powering it up. Um, 
the cloud is strong and they have data centers, the ray tracing technology, which is partnered with Microsoft or Minecraft, is going to help um, improve the quality of gaming experiences, solidifying more people or more gamers to purchase the their gaming processors, which is um, RTX. That would increase um, margins, revenues, and so forth. And this is a company that's not small, so it's not easy to um, actually defeat them. They're the largest. Um, NVIDIA is the largest one. The second would be AMD. And we have a buy record on both of them. And it would seem correct to own both of them. Uh, AMD is partnered with Google Stadia. You could see that um, if you are betting on the long-term future of video gaming, cloud, data centers, that these two are one of the best picks to have. These two continue to be one of the best to have. So, uh, admittedly, if you could enter cheaper, why not? Um, I'd say that if you can enter AMD at 25, that's great. 25 below. Uh, NVIDIA might be hard to get at 150. So, we would take this opportunity at 160 to enter already and put a position uh, the goal here is to own the, the stocks, not to exactly be the best um, market timer. What we do know is that these companies have already turned strongly positive and it would be strong for the next three to five years. Uh, in the Philippines, what could we say? The Pogo ban has um, especially under um, made a lot of houses underweight property developers, which is rational. And that is logical because um, we do know that the property sector benefited a lot from the Chinese uh, tenants, whether it be office demand uh, and residential demand or overall property sector buying. Nevertheless, at some level, um, all the negative POGO could be priced in. Um, 900, um, what's this? At this level, uh, Philinvest earned 3.2 billion pesos and it's in the first half and it's still gonna be making about 6 billion, 6 to 7, 8 billion for the year and that's recurring income. It's notable that a lot of people would be um, scared of the growth if the office demand which was presented for the Chinese uh, would not um would not materialize in the next three to five years. However, uh, it's quite hard to say what really happens. Uh, if these offices uh, are not taken up by Pogo, then maybe the good news is that we do not exactly just rely on Pogo. Um, for Philinvest, 10%, yes, the demand is about 10% allocated to Pogo. 90% of it would still remain strong and these are offices leased to BPO's and companies that are not BOGO related. So I'd say that um, after a 20% drop from 2 to about 1.59, it still represents a compelling buy because none of the, the buildings are still there, um, the properties which were bought are still there, uh, it is being developed. We'd say that the government infrastructure growth plan for the Philippines is still there. So the temporary drops of all the properties 
um, have caused um, our top picks, which we chose for their, which I chose. Uh, the topics is something that I chose for myself, and I would agree that if if it has to be um, trimmed and so forth because of the pogo ban, but I would say that within the next two to three years, it wouldn't change the fact that the land of DM uh, Wenceslao, for instance, which is now trading at nine pesos, we still believe that the nav. I still believe that the NAV is closer to 18 rather than the current price. And that 18 target is already assuming that the properties are at a 50 to 70% discount. So at 35 billion peso market cap today, you're only assuming 7 hectares of land when in fact BMWI, BMW has about 53 hectares, 36 hectares of which have um, have been undeveloped. So you sell one hectare, that's already 5 billion pesos increase in cash. Uh, that's still a true statement because a hectare is 500,000 peso per square meter and that's worth 5 billion pesos. We'll have to um, say that in the property segment, BMW is still a strong land bank and uh, the land bank has value the recurring income stream is there it is um, very strong when it comes to balance sheet and cash flows same goes for fill invest if there are people who would sell it down then it's a it's understandable because in the short term maybe the things have not been so well but it's not really just for these two but for almost all the property stocks in the Philippines I would say that um, portfolio wise it would be continuously better to park in the US because the US companies have proven resilient and I would say that actually it's not really strictly US because if you'll notice most of the companies that we have recommended are global in nature for instance, buying Disney does not mean that you are buying U.S. theme parks or U.S. movies, but you are buying a company that is into streaming worldwide, globally. And um, the companies have been not relying on their revenues for a certain country only. And that's the reason why um, I believe that the high-quality stocks have been in the U.S. Because, for instance, when you are buying a company like Tencent, yes, it's true, WeChat payments, that's uh, China, Tencent is China, but at the same time, Tencent has um, diversified itself in so many areas. It's, it's strong in gaming, it's strong in payments, and it has a lot of startups within it that is um, powering up a lot of great companies. It was Tencent who funded Huya, which is now the game uh, gamecast streaming platform of choice in you in China. Uh, Tencent powered uh, Pintuotuo, which is now the third largest e-commerce platform in China, and so forth. Uh, Tencent has music, which is the Spotify of China. What we're saying is that um, these are large companies that are not essentially easy to topple down. In fact, they have so much cash flows and so much uh, startups that are becoming unicorns in their own right 
that they could easily cash it out, uh, do an IPO similar to what SoftBank Group is doing, uh, which will essentially uh, ensure that no matter how volatile the market is, these companies would be cash rich and have so much, um, so much funds to plow for the vision uh, for for SoftBank for their vision fund. Uh, we we'd say that it's hard to to do a lot of things, but generally speaking, the choices we've made have been rational, have been chosen to own them, and to be fair most of the companies we've chosen have gone 30% up for the year some even as high as 100% so it really depends um, it depends because not everyone wanted to enter at December 2018 level of course but for those who've entered January, February even as, even even if August fell, there the, the names that fell were not um it is not equivalent to the gains that they've made for the year. It does not erase the gains.